0: tonight y'all um i know we've been off for a little while we've been off for four or five weeks and tonight we're going to be the last forge of the decade we'll be back in january which is hard to believe we're already here at that time over the past few weeks the past few months we've been together we've been Studying disciplines for uh, pursuing a mature Christian lifestyle. Disciplines that we are should be pursuing, which uh, helps us grow in our faith. Uh, things like evangelism, uh, quiet time, how to study the Bible on your own, um, how to take notes briefly, and stuff like that. Well, tonight, uh, we want to end on a high note, end on something that I feel is... Very important for every single one of us. Um, and that thing is the discipline of prayer, our prayer lives. And so in honor of that, let's pray together before we begin, and then we'll dive right in. We've got a lot of stuff. I'm going to give you a lot of points pretty quickly, so uh, make sure you guys are ready to take some notes. But let's all go to Lord in prayer together before we get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, you have given us this opportunity, you have given us this evening, and this food, God, so that we can gather together and to um, study your word. And with prayer being our topic tonight, Lord, we ask that your spirit will just guide us in wisdom, that you will just speak through me, don't let my biases or my own words get in the way of the spirit, God, we ask today that your words will be made known well in our hearts and our minds. And Lord, you say and you said in your scriptures, God, that if we ask, it will be given to us. Lord, if we seek, we will find it. If we knock, it will be opened to us. So we pray that back to you tonight. And we ask that you give us your presence, God. You give us wisdom on prayer and not just a practical wisdom how to do it, but impress on our hearts the desire to do so as well. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. So, a question to consider as we're diving right into this. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how would you rank your prayer life? Now, I do want you to write that down. I want you all to be taking notes. And so, uh, write that down somewhere. From a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how... Would you rank your prayer life? Now, you don't have to tell me. Um, you don't have to tell your neighbors. This is for you to write down and to think about yourself. And I don't want this to just look back and see how many times you prayed. I really want to think about the quality of your prayers. Not simply praying right before you hit a red light. God, I pray the cop doesn't see me so I don't get a ticket. <laughs> um, but the quality of prayer like you're praying intently you're praying passionately is your time with God in prayer do you feel you're getting you're getting time with God that you actually don't think you're just talking to him but you're communing with him and and in response to that I want you all to point your attention. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 11. If you have your phones with you, you can go ahead and turn there as well. But Luke chapter 11 captures the first and only time in Scripture that we see where the disciples asked Jesus for instruction on a specific activity. Like They came to Jesus and they asked him one thing. Now I'm just curious, if you had the opportunity to ask God one thing, what would it be? Let's see, who wants to answer that for me? What would you say, Caleb? If you can ask God one thing, what would you ask him? I'll go back to Europe. <laughs> oh, send me back to Europe? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Alright. Is water wet? Is water wet? Oh my god. Is water wet? That's mm-hmm. who thinks lonely. water is wet? I'm just curious. It's helpful cool out here. What's my hair? So oh, what's your hair? <laughs> All right, (laughs) all right, Aubrey. What would you ask God if you had one question to ask Him? What would you ask Him? How much do you love me? How much do you? (laughs) All right. How much do you love me? All right. What else? Anyone else? What do you guys want to ask Him? Yeah. I guess like, um, what is Willow's my life? Hmm. You don't like surprises, I bet, right? No, like, I, would, I, would, I would, like once they go down that road for a Yeah. Of, like, <laughs> yeah. Kick back, relax, know what college you're going to, if you're going to college, you know. You know all that stuff. I like that. Well, the disciples came to Jesus, and they could have asked him anything. But what we see in Luke 11... Well, first off, Luke 11, we're not going to get there. We'll get there in a minute. But what do the disciples do? They don't ask him about the miracles. They don't ask Jesus, how can we be great leaders? Um, he doesn't ask how to do um, baby Yoda style power. Like, How do I lift things off the ground? What? You ask for baby Yoda? What? <laughs> for baby Yoda? <laughs> Good to know. I'll make sure your parents know that. Um, but what did they ask? They asked how to pray. I think that's significant. The disciples who were with Jesus for their entire ministry that they had at this moment, they could ask him anything. They asked him one thing. How do we pray? I think significant. Because the disciples probably noticed the way Jesus prayed back to God. And they knew that the power source of all things, the power source of what they did, came through prayer with God. So a couple of quick things. First one is this. Prayer is not learned in a classroom. I know this is really weird because we are essentially in a classroom setting and we're learning about prayer. But prayer is something you can't learn in a classroom. Prayer is something that is only learned through experience. Unless you go out and do it, you're not going to grow in your prayer life, first and foremost. It's not about filling your mind with knowledge. It's about actually going and doing it. So just start with praying yourself at home. It's kind of like riding a bike. You can't just watch a tutorial on YouTube and know how to ride a bike. It doesn't happen that way. You actually have to go on a bike and try it yourself to actually learn how to ride a bike. Same thing in prayer. We can sit here and talk about prayer all day. But if you're not going and actually trying to pray and trying to spend time in the Lord every morning, you're not going to get better at it. You're not going to feel God's presence in it. So the first thing you're going to do is know that this isn't something that you learn in the classroom. It's something you learn through your time with Him. And so as we read in Scripture, there's two things I want to highlight to you. There's five components of prayer that I want you guys to get to. And secondly, there are six commands for prayer that we should apply to our prayer life. So the first thing, five components of prayer. Like you said, the disciples came and they asked Jesus, how do we pray? And in Luke 11, um, the first few verses in that chapter, as well as Matthew 6, 19 through 13, kind of highlight the answer in which Jesus gave the disciples. And I'm going to use, actually, I told you to go to Luke, uh, pardon me, I meant to say Matthew chapter 6. And so if you have your Bibles, scroll back over to Matthew chapter 6, because we're going to use this very quickly to kind of diagram quickly what are five components of prayer. So what do we do when we actually spend time in prayer? Do we just sit there In silence, um, yes, we can do that, and we wait for God to answer. Do we just sit there and ask Him for a bunch of things like we do for Christmas morning with our moms and dads? Like, ask them, like, all right, this is what I want from you. Uh, Do we just sit there and uh, pray for every single thing that we've done wrong that entire day? What does it involve to pray? There's five things Jesus tells us. In verse 9, therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. The first component is praise and prayer. When Jesus modeled it, he began the the prayer with praise, acknowledging who God is. Your name be honored as holy is what he's saying. We praise God for who he is. Two, in verse 10, we see purpose. Uh, Jesus says, Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In essence, he's saying, Help me say not my will, but your will be done. First we have prayer, praise, then we have purpose. The third thing we have is provision. Verse eleven. Give us today our daily bread. Everything I need you supply. Is what we should be telling him. In fact, you notice how the first two things, the focus on praise and purpose is on God Himself. It's only when we get to verse 11 do we see it change to us. The me statement only comes after the you statement. So we praise God when we come to Him in prayer. We ask God, help me understand your will, purpose, provision. God, Give me today my daily bread. God, everything I need, you supply. So help me get through this day. Um, Fourthly, we have pardon. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Pardon, forgiveness. God, help us forgive our sins. But I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, in the five, six commands we have for prayer. But then we finish up with protection. Verse 13, And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you are for me, who can be against me? Is what scripture says in another place. Praise, purpose, provision, pardon, and protection. Those are five components that we can read through of how we can practically have a prayer life together now the one thing i really want to camp out on are six commands for prayer what does scripture tell us how we should be praying what does it tell us that we should be praying what are commands about our prayer so briefly one we need to pray persistently luke 11 9 ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Uh, Luke 11, 9. Pray persistently. Press on. Persistently means be press on. Keep praying till you get an answer. Don't just stop at one prayer. Keep on praying for that until you hear God answer that prayer. Simply put, Jesus commanded us to be persistent in our prayers to Him. Don't just pray randomly or just... Um, just don't pray randomly, but be disciplined in your prayers. Don't just sit there and pray anytime you feel something's going wrong or right before you get an exam. Don't only pray just before you get your meals, but give a disciplined prayer life. And just don't pray throughout the day randomly. Now, we're supposed to be praying throughout the day. I'll share that more. But this implies being disciplined in our prayer life. Scripture tells us that we need to pray persistently, keep praying for the things. That is on your hearts. The second thing, we need to pray privately. Matthew 6, 6 says this, But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray for your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Matthew 6, 6. Pray privately. Uh, One of the things I enjoy when I pray privately, I do so in the morning. I pray privately because that's the only time I really have to myself before the day gets really crazy. I get up before anyone else wakes up, even before my dog wakes up, right? And I pray to God. And it just starts with five minutes, by the way. Here's my challenge. I'm gonna kind of streamline it at the very end. Here's one of our challenges to you this week, this month, as we practice the discipline of prayer. Start with five minutes a day. Just five minutes. You're gonna realize after five minutes, as you're praying, that you're like, all right, I pray for my mom, I pray for my dad, I pray for my brother, I pray for my sister, I pray for my dog, I pray for my goldfish, I prayed for every single day, every single thing, and you still like, I still got two more minutes left. What do I do? Keep praying. Just practice the discipline of praying, and start with five minutes. And it seems like a long time at first, but the more and more you do it, the quicker and the easier it is. And in fact, the more things God brings to mind that we should be praying for about. So find a place that you can privately pray to God each day. In fact, I would recommend find a quiet place, not just when you have time, but a location where you can do it. And by the way, don't do your bed. We all know that thing. We're going to go pray in your bed. I do it, and I fall asleep, and I always wake up a few hours later. (laughs) Don't pray in your bed. Don't fall in that trap, all right? I'm a professional at doing that and it did not work out well. A professional at wanting to do that and it doesn't work out well. I don't pray on your couch. Same thing. You get that blanket, I tell you, it's cold outside. And it's cold outside and it's warm in that blanket. It's not gonna work out well for you. But find a place where you can pray privately. A place set aside for prayer. So it's kinda like we go in the kitchen. You know, you you walk in the kitchen, you feel hungry. You go into your bed and you start feeling tired. Um, you go in your hammock um, outside, you start to feel relaxed. You see what I'm getting there? So when you go to the place that you set aside for prayer, whether it's a corner of a room, a special chair, a place outside in your house, you'll get put yourself in a spirit of prayer. And when you sit down, you know that you're, this time is set aside for a few minutes to pray with God. So pray persistently, pray privately, thirdly, pray precisely. Luke 11:11 11, 11 through 13. Pray precisely. A scripture tells us this. God, well, Jesus tells us this in Luke 11. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, give, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Pray precisely. Many of us pray generally, not specifically. We pray, God, forgive me of all my sins. God, help me in my needs. God, help me see someone get saved sometime this semester. We're professionals at praying just generally. But what we need is to pray for specific needs pray for specific people you know how powerful is it instead of just praying God help me with my one I would say God help me with and you name that person by name if you know if you're gonna be going somewhere that day going to a soccer game tomorrow night against Santa Fe High School how about you say God tomorrow as I play soccer help me be a witness on the soccer team. God when I play against Santa Fe, God when I play against Beowholtz High School, when I play basketball against Cornerstone, God help me help me first be before anything not just to win the game but God but help me be a witness for you. something powerful when we pray specifically and get this unspecific prayers are powerless prayers. Unspecific prayers are powerless prayers. Pray precisely. Fourthly, not only should we pray persistently, we're told to pray privately. We're told to pray precisely, but we're also called to pray confidently. James 1, 6 through 8 says this. I'll turn there one minute. James 1, 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. We need to pray confidently. Just a minute ago we said unspecific prayers are powerless prayers. To add to that, faithless prayers are powerless ones. We need to have faith. When we pray to God. Because do you expect God to move when we pray? I want you guys to ask this question yourself when you're praying. Do you actually expect God to move? Or are you simply going through the motions of prayer? Just think about that yourselves. We need to start asking, but we also need to start expecting. When we pray, we need to pray persistently, pray privately, pray precisely, pray confidently. Fifthly, we need to pray constantly. Sorry, pray confidently and pray constantly. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. How do we pray constantly? How do we constantly spend a life in prayer? Uh, Obviously, you can't walk around with your head bowed and eyes closed. That would be a really rough day. (laughs) You can't do that. You know, you can pray with your eyes open, by the way. There's nothing that says you need to close your eyes. It helps us focus on God and not be distracted, but we can pray with your eyes open. In fact, I do that when I'm driving quite often because, you know, it's kind of dangerous and I think illegal to drive (laughs) with your eyes closed. So I wouldn't recommend that. And as bad as Gainesville drivers are, trust me, I'm praying a lot when I'm driving. (laughs) All right. But when you pray, we pray constantly. And how do we pray constantly? I want to take you all back to, for those of you who went on mission trip with us down to Amokli, Or if you haven't been with us in Immokalee, just think about time that you went and lived life on mission by serving somewhere. Guess what happened that day while we were on that mission trip? That, that, those days we were walking around. Guess what? When you were about to knock on the door, I guarantee you, you were probably praying really hard at that moment. When you were getting ready that morning and getting your teams ready to go out to play, guess what? I guarantee you're praying a lot more than you're used to. Even when we were going to grab slushies after a very hot day, guess what? We were still probably praying for opportunities to share Christ with the people in that convenience store. It's easy to pray constantly. It's easy to pray continually when we are in the spirit of a mission trip. But it's harder when we head back home because we don't have that same urgency in our hearts anymore. So here's one way we can pray constantly. Live life as if you were on a mission trip. You don't have to be overseas. You don't have to be in South Florida to be on a mission trip. You can be on a mission trip here. So pray each day as if you were living missionally with your entire lives. And I guarantee you, you're going to be praying a lot more than you did in the past. You're not going to be going to school just to do school, but as you go to school, you're going to see that person walking next to you. You're going to ask God, "Help, help this person see the gospel. You're going to sit down in your classroom. You're going to be a God, help me be a witness to the people around me. Pray constantly. And finally, we should not just pray persistently. We should not just pray privately or precisely or confidently or constantly but we also should pray publicly. In Acts 2.42 and in chapter 4, verses 23 and on through 31, you see corporate prayer taking place amongst those believers. And here is our challenge. Pray in your forge groups together this week. It's going to be weird. It may feel awkward at times. But each one of you, pray for five minutes. Get a list of prayer together and pray together. Because it's something special when the groups come together and we worship God together. Now how neat is it that we have the opportunity not just to worship together, but we can pray together as well. So the last thing, those are the six challenges, commands we have in prayer. But a few notes for you guys. One or two practical things. I know we have a concert coming up in just a few minutes and you guys need to head out. But here's two quick things I want you all to do. If you don't already have one, step one, get a prayer journal. And get a prayer journal. You'll see here, this is actually my quiet time book that I started a while back. You have a bunch of notes in there. You have Sunday's sermon right there, by the way. You'll see it my life group notes from this morning. Everything's in here. And if you flip it upside down and open it up on the back page, you will see my prayer journal on the back side. Find a place where you can write down specific prayers. Write the dates in which you do it. And the best part is when God answers it, write down how he answers that prayer. And when times get tough, And school gets hard. And things don't work out as you planned them to be. Go back and see how God has answered prayers in your life. And see how he's faithful. So one, get a prayer journal. I encourage each one of you, write down somewhere. It could be a journal. It could be a completely different journal. We got books up there. If you want to grab one of those books and turn that into your prayer journal, just do something to try it out. So try to grab a prayer journal. And I will close my notes. Here we go. And secondly, just... Do it. Start praying. Start five minutes tomorrow morning. Before you do your scripture memory, before you spend your time in God's word, just spend five minutes in prayer. Write down in your prayer journal a list of things that people you be praying for and pray through that list. Live it out because I'm going to leave you with this. Conviction without action, is worthless. Poor praying comes from poor planning. Plan to pray. Set aside five minutes, put an alarm clock, carve out five extra minutes than you normally do. But plan tonight to pray this week. Because conviction without action is worthless. Let's not be a group of people that just know how to study God's Word. Let's live it out daily. And so this week, I want you all, this month, before we meet again, I wanted to end on this note. Because there's nothing better than the time that we have apart to spend working in our communion with God through prayer. So let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you are too good to us. God, you tell us that when we pray to you, you listen. God, you don't just listen, but God, you delight in answering our prayers. So, Lord, we ask that our prayers are lined up with you. Help us pray through Scripture, God. Help us pray through our quiet times, Lord. Help us pray through our prayer journals, God. Help us develop this discipline. And let us not just do it alone, God. Place people in our lives whom we can practice this discipline with. Lord, as we depart for the last time in 2019, God, we look and how good you have been to us this year. And God, we know you have great things in store for us in 2020. So we pray that you prepare our hearts for that you have in store for us. God, we love you. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.